Welcome to Our Shoreline, Your Horizon, a podcast by Dan Casey, featuring business and economic development news from St. Clair County, Michigan. Stretch your horizons in the beautiful shoreline communities of St. Clair County, home to one of the nation's busiest international border crossings. Learn more at edascc.com. Hello, I'm Dan Casey with the Economic Development Alliance of St. Clair County, Michigan. And thank you for tuning in to the EDA's Our Shoreline, Your Horizon podcast. Today, I'd like to welcome Becky Gornack, who is the Director of Early Childhood Services at St. Clair County Risa. Welcome, Becky, and thanks for joining me today. Thank you. So Becky is here to talk with us about the Michigan TriShare Child Care Program. Risa received a $300,000 grant to administer this new Michigan pilot program in the St. Clair County region. Becky, I'm excited to talk with you today about this innovative program and the economic impact it's going to have on working families and parents and helping them to reduce their child care costs. So let's just jump right in. What is the TriShare program? Well, it's exactly what it says. It's sharing the cost of child care three ways, the employer, the family, and the grant from the state. Okay. So basically, it takes what used to be a 100% expense that the parent had, and it's dividing it up between the three parties, making it a lot more affordable. Correct. What kind of difference will this program make for St. Clair County parents, do you think? Um, the cost of child care is quite expensive, and we know that during the pandemic, it was very difficult for families to um, afford child care. The cost of child care as a result of the pandemic has gone up. So we know that um, being able to split the cost with their employer and the grant um, will make it more affordable for families to stay working or go back to work. Yeah, so what would you say is like the average child care expense that a parent might have for one child? It can be as much as $600 to $1,000 a month, depending on the age of the child. The younger the children, the more expensive the cost is on the family. So what this program does is essentially will save someone, you know, anywhere from six to $8,000 of childcare expenses per child per year. It, yes, it could, it could cost that, save right. that much, yes. Right. But it's a pilot project, so it's not going to last for a whole year, is it? Uh, right now, it lasts through December. Okay. So through whenever we start, up to about the end of December is when the funding is, is going to be available for. What are the commitments and uh, requirements that companies have to meet in order to participate in the program? Uh, the company has to agree to pay the third of the child care costs, and that will vary per employee based on the child, based on the amount of time the child's in child care. And they also have to agree to withhold the employee's portion of their child care costs as well. So when the funds come to RESA, we will have the employer pay their portion and the employee's portion at the same time. Okay, so it'll be taken out of, their, out of the employee's paycheck, and then the companies will provide that funding to RESA, and it'll essentially will cover two-thirds of the total cost. Correct. Um, we're considered a hub. And we're the intermediary between them and the child care providers. And so then the child care providers will get the two-thirds from the employer-employee and the one-third from the grant. And that will come from RISA back to the child care provider. You mentioned the child care providers. So is this any provider that's out there, home-based or more um, formal programs? It is any child care provider who's licensed. And it doesn't even have to be a child care provider in our county or even an employee in our county. They have to work at um, a county business that's participating in the grant, but they might live outside the county. They might have childcare outside the county. So it's really as long as they're licensed childcare, it can be um, a licensed day camp during the summer months. It can be before and after school care. It could be preschool, infant care. As long as it's licensed, they would be eligible. 
What are the eligibility requirements for parents to participate in the program? They would have to work for a participating company. That would be the first step. And then the second would be an income range. Um, a family of four, approximately a little over 51000 up to about 83000 would fit the eligibility criteria for this pilot. We have lost a lot of our daycares during the pandemic, and uh, as many as 50%, I've heard. So the opportunities for parents to find places or seats uh, for children in these facilities is a little bit limited at this time. So we're trying to tackle this from a couple of different angles. One of them is to open up new Childcare centers. Another one is to get more people certified who work in these childcare centers. And then another route is to help people start businesses like home based businesses. So every little bit helps. If someone says, I can take four young people in my home and they're willing to go through the process and get certified, we'll help train them to do that. So I think all of these different efforts are necessary for a program like this one to be successful because it doesn't do us any good. We're trying to get people to go back to work which means that they need to find places to, to put their, their young people during the day or whatever. And so I think that's why this program is so important, though, is because it provides that funding gap that can help to get them started. But it is a pilot, right? So it only goes through December. It does. It goes through December. But because it's a pilot, um, it's the goal of the state to find out, does this work? Is this beneficial? Is it cost? Does the cost help offset enough for families to get back to work? Because it is an economic Piece. If you can't um, find high quality, affordable childcare, it's very difficult for families to get back to work. So I'm thinking that if this pilot is successful, that it, it may expand and go beyond the December deadline, and maybe it becomes something that's just part of what we do statewide. I think one thing that's going to be helpful to us is to track the, the users of the grant and how many of those folks go back to work because of it, or how many of those folks are taking advantage of the program that are already employed. And what happens once the cap hits at the end of December, right? Do they continue with child care? Are they able to afford it on their own? Do the employers continue to subsidize it? Which I'm hoping that's what ultimately happens. So what is it that you're hoping will, that this program will, will do for parents in this situation? Long term, you know, if the grant funds are not extended as a statewide project, that we hopefully have some of our employers that are involved that see the benefit and make this a benefit to their families that work for them. Um, so it becomes where the parents are paying two-thirds and their employer is paying a third. It's still a benefit to them. And I think that really is an attraction to our families that are in our community. If they could say, I could go to company A, and one of my benefits, not only is it medical, but it's also this child care support that that would be a draw for some of our companies to pull people in who are our working families. You know, one of the reasons why we wanted this program to come to St. Clair County is because we have such a tight labor force. We have about 3,000 people who are not in the labor force today that were prior to the pandemic. Some of those folks retired, but some of those folks have challenges like childcare availability and uh, transportation issues, things like that. And so we're, we're trying to tackle all of those problems. And I really feel like for us to move forward economically and to continue to increase prosperity in the region, we have to come up with these solutions to help these companies get more people back into the labor force. So do you see that as the primary benefit? And are, are there any other benefits for companies for participating in this program? I would say that is one of the primary benefits. That's one of the reasons for starting the pilot is to try to pull people back into the workforce. 
We know that a large number of the folks that left the workforce were parents, were mothers. Um, so a lot of moms stayed home with the uncertainty of school. And even this year, there's it's been a lot more consistent, but um, some of those moms have not gotten back into the workforce. So we really hope that this is kind of one of those motivator, motivating factors that help them make that decision because we need everybody back in the workforce that wants to be there. So in terms of the way I think this is going to work is that Risa and your team are going to be handling the intake on the applications and you're the fiduciary on the grant money. And then our organization, the EDA, is going to help bring companies to the table who are going to agree to the match and agree to participate in this program. And, and at the time of application, we had 13 companies that submitted letters of support. That doesn't mean that the program is going to be restricted to just those 13. So um, the opportunity will be there for other companies of any size to get involved in the program. But how many young people do you anticipate will benefit from the, the subsidy? Um, we're, we're estimating at least 75 children. It, again, it depends on the level of care that's needed. Some parents don't need care every day or all hours of, you know, the typical child cares are six to six. So it really will depend on how much each family needs. But we averaged maybe 75 children that we could serve um, between now and uh, December. Well, 75 is a pretty good number. It's a good start. Now, tell me a little bit more about some of Reese's programs and related to early childhood and also, you know, child care. Our largest program that we provide is the Great Start Readiness Program. It's the state-funded pre-K. So we, again, are the fiduciary for that from the state, and we have 29 classrooms across the county. Every one of our local school districts has that program, so it's for four-year-olds. Um, it's free. It's at no cost. It's high-quality pre-K that gets them ready for kindergarten. So that's our, our big project. Um, we do have home visiting services for some of our families. We provide early intervention, which is called early on, for children who are birthed up to age three that might have a developmental delay or um, born with an existing condition. Um, so we have those programs. And, oh, Imagination Library, how could I forget? <laughs> um, we have been doing Imagination Library in the community since 2012. And I think we have now provided well over 500,000 books to children from birth to their fifth birthday. So there's just, just a few of the projects. So TriShare just kind of joins the early childhood department. It makes sense. We have a really good connection with most of our child care providers, both home-based and center-based in the community. So working with them will be the easy part. And um, bringing on our partnership, we're very excited to work with the EDA because we can't do the TriShare project without your level of expertise and bringing those businesses on board. So we appreciate that. Well, this sounds like a, a great program, and it's, it's really needed in our community. How do parents learn more about the program and, and go and apply for it? Um, we're working on the application right now. They would have to work for an eligible employer. So one first step would be to talk to their employer to see if that's something that they're interested in participating in. Um, but we're taking names as well because I think it's important data to know how many families were interested that maybe couldn't get in into this first round. It's just really good information for us to know. So they can contact Risa for more information from us as a, as a family. But I also encourage them to talk to their employer to see if they know anything about it. If not, they can reach out to the EDA to find out about how they can, can join some meetings and get on board to this exciting project. So they call the main line at RISA? It's probably the easiest to call the main line, ask for Becky, and they will get you to me. Or they call the EDA. Either way, we'll get the door open. 
I think that's going to wrap up the podcast today, but this has been great information. We're very excited about this program. And once again, I'd like to thank you for joining us today. Thank you. So we're fortunate to have partners like St. Clair County RESA involved in impactful programs like the early childhood programs that we talked about and the Michigan TriShare child care program as well. The EDA is committed to helping RESA make this pilot program a success and to help both employers and employees in our region prosper. I'm Dan Casey with the EDA of St. Clair County, and we hope you'll join us again for the next podcast on Our Shoreline, Your Horizon. Thanks for listening. To hear more, visit the podcast page at WGRT.com or find Our Shoreline, Your Horizon on your favorite podcast app.